would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. We are also proud to announce that Skiba News Nation podcast is now available on podcast platforms. what it costs. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you can respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. Bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, welcome to another episode of Skiba News Nation, episode 30. And today, we're going to be talking about NFL player collapses. Name of Yahua in our DNA, Jordan Peterson could lose license if he refuses social media re-education. U.S. government approves experiment on bees. More Twitter files and Adam Schiff asking for people to be banned. An all-new Opus Corner, and for history, I'll be playing the JFK Revisited Part 2, never-before-seen footage of my dad with L.A. Marzulli, memes, and much more, so stay tuned. Now, without further ado, let me introduce my great co-host as always, Mr. Jake Grant. How you doing, Jake? Hey, Jeremiah. How are you doing? I'm, I'm coming from an undisclosed location in the humble hills of Kentucky right now. It's hey, great still to be looks here, great. Jeremiah. I've got some great news. Cool, man. Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. You want to jump right in? All right, let's do it. Let's do this. All right, of course, we are coming into the, you know, the heathen new year. Uh, and uh, 
just a, a short reminder, happy new year to everybody. <laughs> um, uh, you know, of course, as we, as truthers and from the kind of the Ephraim awakening mindset, we've come out of a lot of traditional holidays and, and we actually start to observe the biblical calendar. Uh, but this story here, right, Malchus and Yahushua in the Garden of Gethsemane, where this uh, Roman soldier had his ear chopped off by uh, the, the sword of Peter, right? And there's mm -hmm. a lot of biblical analogies uh, that we can apply to this particular story. But uh, let's boil it down to say, uh, if you use the sword of truth, right, to chop somebody's ear off, you deafen their hearing, and they can't hear you when you try to share uh, good news. But what we see our example showed us, right, is he restored that which was lost. And so that's what we're trying to do with a lot of our reporting and our news and sharing uh, these truths with people is we're trying to restore that which was lost, right? And, and hopefully in the process, restore somebody's hearing and their ability to perceive reality uh, without the kind of the mainstream media filter that we're all being spoon fed. Uh, here's uh, some interesting numerology for you. 2023 can't possibly be crazier than the last couple of years. And then in 2023, you do the math. 2 plus 2 plus 2 equals 6. Uh, 2 plus 2 plus 2 equals 6. And 3 plus 2 plus 1 equals 6. So the, the last three years added to, together <laughs> equals 666. <six>, <laughs> so, uh, just a, a little funny meme there about the year 2023 coming in. Hot, right? Yeah. All right. So... Uh, uh, just a reminder here, uh, what if I told you the only way to escape the matrix is to submit to God and start a family and create a community? Um, so, Me and know, my just girlfriend just watched basic... that. We just watched that for the first time. Uh, and, and it was one of my dad's favorite movies. So uh, now oh, I matrix. get all the matrix wow. memes. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I'd, I'd I get love it. to hear you guys. Yeah, I'd love to hear a breakdown of you and Lindsay kind of sharing how it applies to the real world. Like, how how is all those sayings, right? We live in the matrix. How, do, how is that true? Well, that's be, It makes so cool much to sense for today. It makes so much sense. It's kind of like V for Vendetta we watched last year for the first time, and it makes more sense today than it did when it came out, which blows, blew my mind. I was like, oh, this was made in, you know when it, when it was made? Uh, 1999 was oh, oh uh I oh no I know the Matrix was made in the 90s but V for Vendetta maybe 2000 early 2000s yeah that sounds about right but it makes more sense today so oh yeah uh here's just another kind of a an encouragement for people uh you know while people are trying to get out of the Matrix we have to remember everyone can come from humble beginnings, right? Even David, right? David's brothers saw a shepherd. God saw a king. Goliath saw a dog. God saw a warrior. So let God define us and not others, right? So uh, we, we can all come from the humble beginnings to break out of the matrix. And uh, that brings us to our first uh, controversial story this week. Uh, we have all over the news a famous football player, uh, collapsing suddenly. Check out, check out this video. You know, this went from 
a sports story to a news story from a sporting event to a matter of life and death like that. One NFL player and one former NFL player have both suddenly collapsed this past week, and the NFL is facing backlash for their poor decision making amidst the chaos. The first player is DeMar Hamlin, who suddenly collapsed on the field during Monday night's game. The Buffalo Bills said in a statement the following morning that Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. Hamlin collapsed with about six minutes left in the first quarter of the Monday night football game after he tackled Cincinnati Bengals receiver T. Higgins after a 13-yard catch. After the tackle, Hamlin got up, took a step backward, and fell to the ground. Mm. The team said in a statement, DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. Medical professionals administered CPR on the 24-year-old athlete while a stunned stadium of tens of thousands of fans and millions more watching at home looked on. It became apparent very quickly that this was a very serious medical condition and the, and the first sign of that was the reaction of DeMar Hamlin's teammates. They were quickly in some serious distress. All right, so pretty shocking there with uh, another athlete collapsing. And, um, and you know, this is something that we've seen as a recurring headline throughout the world. And uh, just uh, reminds me of uh, this meme here. <clears throat> Help, I'm having a coincidence. <laughs> So what do you think, Jeremiah? What do you think uh, about all this publicity that athletes collapsing and dying suddenly is getting? Well, I think it's uh, it all has to do with two words, and that's died suddenly. Because we can't say a whole lot about, about what I really believe on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But if you've seen that documentary, I mean, it's very apparent that these guys that are football players, they're... they're the top of the top athletes and they're just dropping dead like flies like it seems a little more sketchy than what they're saying that it truly is or yeah i think i said that right they they make it seem like it's yeah. not as big of a deal as it truly is or what it really is if that makes sense well uh i think it's extremely significant because you see this medical trend happening of uh, SADS, sudden adult death syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and I think it, it is very interesting. Um, uh, just uh, something I wanted to uh, to, as we know, certain uh, medical experiments affect uh, the human DNA sequence through uh, RNA technology. I wanted to watch this video regarding the name of god in our dna let's check this out so much more about ourselves about each other and the world that we currently live in such a message would give us insight to the very fabric of this existence and insight into the mind of the supreme creator himself who designed us transcends the idea of ethnicity, religion, and various cultural barriers. Whether you are from Eretz Yisrael or America, Japan, or even a part of some remote tribe in the Amazon or elsewhere, this message is precise and could be understood through the lenses of the ancient Hebrew Aleph Beit, and it exists within you. 
However, this should also be noted that it doesn't just exist in the Hebrew Aleph Bet, but this could also be applied to Aramaic and Arabic as well. You see, there are four nucleic acids. These are bases in the structure of a DNA chain. By modern scientific standards, these are classified as A, T, C, and G. We'll talk about that in a moment. There is a sulfuric bridge that sometimes appears in the structure to hold the DNA chain together. The pattern of the bridge is 10 acids and then a bridge, five acids and then a bridge, six acids and then another bridge, and then five acids, and then finally the pattern continues. 10, 5, 6, 5. 10, 5, 6, 5. This happens trillions of times inside of your cells. What does this mean in ancient Hebrew? You see, in ancient Hebrew, every single letter is a number. And this doesn't take mystical Kabbalah. It doesn't take any kind of mystical gematria, as people have told us that we should use gematria and Kabbalah to understand the numerical values in Hebrew. No, this exists right in the Hebrew text. It exists right in the Psalms, right throughout the scriptures. You see that Dawid or David numbered his Psalms with the Aleph Bet. Every single letter in alphabet of Hebrew is a number. And this is a biblical fact. Very important to understand, and in the scriptural Hebrew, in the ancient Hebrew and in the modern Hebrew, which is currently spoken even to this day, it is well known that the letter 10, or number 10 rather, which it is a letter, is Yod, that the 5 is He, that the 6 is Wal, and that the 5 is He. Over and over and over within your cells, trillions of times, we see the pattern Yod, He, Wal, He, Yod, Hey, wow, hey, which is pronounced Yahuwah. This is the sacred name of the creator of the universe, appearing nearly 7,000 times in the ancient Hebrew text referred to as the Tanakh by Jews and the Old Testament by Christians. The name of the creator who gives the breath of life is literally written in our DNA. Is it any wonder if we participate in a medical experiment that 
influences and acts upon the very name of the creator sequence that is in our DNA uh, that the breath of life is taken from us, right? And yeah. uh, so I just wanted to give you guys that video for some food for thought, uh, just to think about what are your thoughts, Jeremiah? I think that's really cool. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it other than that's really cool. <laughs> say it twice. Yeah, man. Literally in our DNA, we have the name of the creator. That's awesome. Right now in my, oh, my veins. That's pretty cool. Very interesting. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad you thought it was interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a couple other little articles here for us. Uh, here's a, a, a post uh, that came out on the New York Post. And uh, psychologist Jordan Peterson could lose license if he refuses social media re-education. Uh, and it says yeah. here, uh, controversial Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson was launched has launched a legal challenge against the College of Psychologists of Ontario after he said the governing body threatened to pull his practicing license if he doesn't complete social media re-education for comments he made on Twitter and on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, Peterson filed an application for judicial review uh, on uh, with the Ontario Divisional Court. So we have here some of the statements Jordan Peterson has uh, required social media re-education for him to keep his license, uh, which is really just kind of crazy to think about. But um, in light of something like this that uh, I've seen posted, which says, still think you're getting all the real facts from Google? Guess again. For eight years, Zach Voorhees was a senior software designer at Google. He could no longer live with his conscience and revealed 950 pages that exposed the agenda of Google. He says... Google man manipulates mankind by hiding certain information and imposing other information. They blacklist thousands of websites. Their mission is to program humanity. So uh, it's just another iteration of social media programming, right? You, you know, jo Jordan Peterson supposedly now has to go through media re-education yeah. uh, for some of his controversial views. And his and, controversial uh, views aren't really that controversial. That was my impression. <laughs> that was a great impression. Jordan Peterson, eh? You understand? Yeah. Well, I, Canada's crazy, man. Canada is really pulling out all the stops for 1984. I know. It's, it's crazy. When I was a kid, I always wanted to go to Canada. And now, you know, it's just turning into something that, that, I mean, I would never want to go there. Like, they, they just totally tainted the whole country and there's still good people there like the truckers but they make them out to be terrorists and stuff like that so of course they're going to try to take anybody down that they can and pretty sad sad and sick yep they seem to be coming up more and more regularly in our news segment uh just some of their You're not jordan peterson new world order yes <laughs> Uh, uh, here's another uh, article, uh, I think significant. It says here, the U S government approves the use of the world's first hokey pokey for honeybees. Uh, 
which is pretty crazy to think about. How do they do um, that? Uh, <laughs> so the world's first you-know-what for honeybees has been approved for use by the U.S. government, raising hopes of a new weapon against diseases that routinely ravage colonies that are relied upon for food pollination. So they've uh, granted a conditional license for something created by Dalen Animal Health, a U.S. biotech company. Um, so my question is, is like, how is it administered? There's no way you're administering this individually to, you know, millions of bees. So uh, it kind of makes me very, very interested in the dispersion method of this particular experiment um because think about it man i mean you're not individually giving this to every single bee so it's yeah. got to be some kind of aerosol or they have to be ingesting some kind it of, somehow uh, ingestion yeah and and that makes me think that technology is likely around the corner for humans as well if they're uh, of course if they're using it to mass disperse the you know what to bees um you think it's all a part of their plan story here Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's part of their their uh, influence on all parts of creation. Yep. Um, here in another line of kind of discussion, we have back on the topic of the Twitter files. Uh, Representative Adam Schiff's office requested the tech giant to suspend accounts, which big surprise, you know, Shifty Schiff was there trying to influence Twitter as well. But uh, this is just more. On the whole uh, Twitter files topic, um, the office requested that Twitter stop the spread of future misinformation on Twitter. And, uh, and this is the big question is this misinformation, uh, right now there are some very significant areas that are being heavily censored, especially with the whole uh, modern medical opinion, uh, especially over the past two years. And anybody with a difference of view uh, who doesn't agree with big pharma-funded moguls, right, mm -hmm. uh, they're being silenced. But not only that is there's whole areas of the First Amendment being infringed upon. We have uh, so much shadiness in terms of world government affairs as the NWO is being created and and the shift of financial uh Power goes from, you know, different banking systems and, and cryptocurrencies are coming and going, you know, year by year. We, we don't know what's going on. And the moment people speak out about these controversial topics, they're spreading misinformation. Um, and so, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. True misinformation is dangerous, but the, the lack of a dissenting voice is yep. more harmful than not. Yeah. Imagine what they do to, to um, big people. I mean, if they're doing it to us, they must be doing it on a mass scale to, you know, more public figures. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And, and you know, we're seeing all these examples uh, kind of laid right in front of us of how uh, government collusion with big media, big pharma, all these things uh, are stacking up the information we have to prove that the conspiracy theorists several years back was right. They, you know, they 
they can go through the whole I told you so rant. But the problem is, is we've been in a, a pot too long that has been boiling slowly. And if if you're still, you know, buying into the, the system, you're almost numb to any of the truths that are coming onto the world scene. But, you know, things like this are coming out that make you uh, very suspicious of what agendas are being pushed through. Uh, for example, anytime the word omnibus is used for a spending bill, I think we should probably be very wary. <laughs> so, you know, we have the, the trillion dollar plus omnibus bill that was passed and, and pushed on to the GOP House agenda. Um, but include, it, it included $47 billion for Ukraine, $410 million for border security in Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, and Oman, but nothing for the southern border, right? <laughs> and uh, it's just so hilarious how um, there's this disconnect with the agendas in the media, in big pharma, in government, and uh, and people don't realize that. All of these things are kind of interconnected. The the whole topic of the freedom of speech, the topic of uh, Ukraine, and and the focus the government and media want us to have, and uh, and then all of this money shifting from place to place. Uh, man, it, it, pe the American people are so disconnected from reality, and and uh, and that's why it's just you know <laughs> it's kind of shocking to think about. Uh, that these things have gone on, you know, such stories like uh, NPR posting recently, Epstein's sex trafficking was aided by J.P. Morgan, a U.S. Virgin Islands lawsuit says. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's just so much craziness in the world. Um, uh, just want to keep you guys aware. Uh, but that's all the news I wanted to cover for today, man. All right. Well, thank you. I greatly appreciate it. You, always awesome with the current news. And I'm I'm thrilled every week to have you break it down for us. So thank you, Jake. Uh, Opa, no problem, you got an Opa's man. Corner? Let's take it away, Opa. My hut, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Opa's, Opa's Corner, Opa's Corner, coming right now. A bishop and a priest were playing tennis one day. The bishop is very competitive, but can't seem to bring his A-game to the priest, who is clearly better. After a volley from the priest, the bishop misses and yells, I missed it, startling the priest. He lets it slip, and the match continues. But, alas, after a fierce backhand from the priest, the bishop misses again and yells, I missed it! Stop it, yells the priest. You can't use the Lord's name in vain like that. The bishop apologizes. I'm sorry, my son. I swear to you, if I do it again, may God smite me with all his might. Fair enough, grumbles the priest, and the match continues. It's going really well, but as faith may have it, the bishop misses again and slips again, shouting, I missed it! Suddenly, thick 
dark clouds gather in the sky with roaring thunder. A lightning bolt shoots down to the earth and vaporizes the ball in midair. A thundering voice emits from the sky. I missed it! <laughs> in Jerusalem, a journalist heard about a very old Jewish man who had been going to the Wailing Wall to pray, twice a day, every day, for a long, long time. The journalist went to the Wailing Wall, and there he was. The journalist watched him pray, and after about 45 minutes, when he turned to leave, the journalist approached him for an interview. Sir, how long have you been coming to the wall and praying? For about 50 years, said the old man. 50 years? That's amazing! What do you pray for? Well, I pray for peace, I pray for all the hatred to stop, and I pray for all our children to grow up wise in safety and friendship. How do you feel after doing this for 50 years? Like I'm talking to a wall. <laughs> an Englishman, a Scotchman, and an Irishman all entered a 26-mile swimming race. After 12 miles, the Scotchman gets tired and drops out. Then, after 16 miles, the Englishman gets tired and drops out. After about 25 miles, the Irishman decides he can't finish the race, so he turns around and swims back to the start. <laughs> and now for the funnies. Forgetful Folks Support Group. My name's Bill, and I'm forgetful. Hi, Carl! <laughs> so, you have a red nose and get laughed at a lot. This is a good thing! <laughs> Dear Lord, Bless this meal and the car that prepared it. <laughs> I just won't feel completely safe until they catch that killer. Wanted. <laughs> Metronomes. <laughs> at the Canine Support Center. He will probably come back. He probably went to the work or the store or... No, 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 don't freak out. Stay with me, Cooper. Yes, definitely pee on that. <laughs> okay, you can go now. We evacuated the village.
I received a call about my son. Is he okay? Brace yourself, ma'am. He's in a coma. It's an apostrophe, Stan. <laughs> I acted like I hadn't been fed, and I got a second breakfast. <laughs> You're the one who wanted a labradoodle. <laughs> Now, back in my day, you didn't have to play videos or shuffle or anything. We just spun around in a circle, and we liked it. Oh, jeez. Here we go again. Still spin record. Hey, look at Red Bear. Wait. That's not real. <laughs> You really should do something about that nose hair. <laughs> Early power struggles on the Sesame Street set. Big worm. Bird. Burp. Keep lying, it's going to be a long winter. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. <laughs> Okie dokie corral. Let's see here. Oh, close, but no cigar. You want the place up the road. That's the same as I told them other fellas. <laughs> Dogs who bought that also bought this. <laughs> For crying out loud, gentlemen, that's us. Someone's installed the one-way mirror in backwards. <laughs> Hold on, guys. There's a key under this fake rock. Randy, just sit down and eat your cereal. Look for that thing later. Meaties. Free kid inside. Well, this isn't a cheerful sign. <laughs> February 22nd, 1952. Veterinarians attempted the first skunk descenting operation. <laughs> Johnson, you idiot! You aren't the thing! She's gonna blow! <laughs> My grandma had a pet skunk. Trust me, Alex. Your father doesn't like to give you spankings. It hurts him far more than it hurts you. 
sore knee, huh? Have you tried icing it? New pet door security features. Whisker scan. Roomba rides. One dollar. <laughs> Maybe I need to be a bit more realistic. <laughs> Bond. James Bond. Hunt. Ducks hunt. <laughs> How does this work? I recently retired from Congress, and I'm not quite sure how to pay for things with my own money. Uh. <laughs> and this is for eBay. Snowman for sale. Needs repairs. $25. <laughs> and that concludes another episode of Opa's Corner. Mein Hut, der hat drei Ecken, drei Ecken hat mein Hut, und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Opa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. Oh, we got breaking news from Opa's Corner. CNN headline news. My most controversial opinion is nobody shot JFK. His head just did that. <laughs> and on another beginning news, the Easter Island idols have been located recently in a home right here in Texas. Okay, fellas, take it away. Thank you, but that was great. Another great, funny Opus Corner. Thank you. Yeah, good one, Opa. And he did that breaking news live, too. Did you like that meme? Yeah, that was hilarious. Or, or the, the one... Before that, my girlfriend sent me like a little clipping of that, and so I just made it into a meme. And I thought it was the funniest nice. thing because today's history. His topic. head just did that. His head just did that. <laughs> yeah, that did awesome. you notice that my uh, my news video, the very first video, talked about JFK too? Yeah, very. I mean, it all connects to JFK. It seems seriously. It's all coming together. Well, it's about to come even more together. You ready for some history? Yeah, let's, let's get it. So today's history, I'm going to call JFK Revisited Part 2. 
So after all the JFK revelations that have recently come out about the JFK assassination, I want to do a deeper dive on what happened on November 22nd, 1963, and some eyewitness accounts that the Warren Commission seemed to ignore. So let's play this first clip. As the presidential limousine was rounding the curve on Elm Street, there was a loud explosion. At the time, I didn't know what it was, but it sounded like a loud firecracker or a gunshot. And it sounded like it came from the left and in front of us, towards the wooden fence. And there was a puff of smoke that came underneath the trees on the embankment. I was talking with a patrolman Foster at the time and as soon as we heard the shots, we ran around to the wooden fence. And when we got there, there was no one there, but there was footprints in the mud around the fence, and there was footprints on the wooden two before railing on the fence. Were you questioned by the Dallas police on that day? Yes, I was. Did you give your name to the Dallas police? Yes, I did. Did you tell them what you just told me? Yes, I did. Were you subsequently questioned by agents of the Federal Bureau of Investigation? About a month later, I was questioned by the FBI. Did you tell them what you told me and what you told the Dallas police? Uh, yes, I did. Were you ever called as a witness by the Warren Commission? No, sir, I wasn't. Where were you on November 22nd, Mr. Dodd? I was standing on the underpass, Commerce Underpass in Dallas, Texas. Were you there alone? No, I was along with three friends of mine. Railroad men? Yeah, all railroad men. Mr. Holland was one of them. That's right. And did you see anything which might indicate to you where the shots came from? Well, uh, we all three seen, four seen about the same thing as the shots. The smoke came from behind the hedge. Did you look in any particular direction when you heard the shots? Yes. I looked over to where I thought the shot came from. And I saw a puff of smoke still lingering underneath the trees in front of the wooden fence. Is this the exact spot you were standing on on November 22nd, Mr. Holland? That's correct. This is the exact spot that I was standing November the 22nd waiting for the parade. And where did you hear that third shot come from? Right over about 20 or 30 feet from the other end of that little picket fence. And where was the smoke that you saw? It drifted right out underneath those green trees, those two trees. From behind the fence? From behind the fence. It kind of hung there just like a, well, a few seconds, long enough that you could see it. And then what did you smoke? And then what did you do? Immediately after the president's car came underneath this overpass, a four of us broke a run around this fence to find out if we could see anybody leaving the air. Can we walk this way now? Do you want on the 22nd? No, we can walk that way right now. Fine. We were trying to see what we could see, and this was the direction you walked on the 22nd. This was the direction. We made this right turn. 
there's a storm drain right there. So my theory is that this drainage ditch right here is where the shooter went down and went all the it goes all the way down the street to where it perfectly matches up with Kennedy's fatal headshot. So I'm gonna put a sticker there. Looks exactly the That's same. Where the ditch is all the way down there. Hiding place, if you ask me. He could have just, I think he came right back out of here, too. So after he was done, he came right back out the same way he came. Jump this steam line. This pipe. One man right behind me jumped, and another one jumped right on top of him. Fell on top of him? Fell on top of him. Were there more cars here on the 22nd than there are today? They were bumper to bumper. It's just a sea of cars. You couldn't hardly get through them. We were jumping over the bumpers, over the hood of the cars, to work our way to the spot that we saw the smoke and heard the shot. And then we came up to the wooden fence. Mr. Holland, did you remain behind here for a while when the police officers were searching the area? Approximately 15 minutes it's a drain before again. I had to go back to my office. So that's where the storm drain is. That's where it comes from. From up there, we filmed it earlier. It goes all the way down underneath us. Right here. The X is right behind you. I can also show you a view from the storm drain. So this is what the shooter would have seen from his angle. The X. There was about 40 or 50 uh, people around here searching. And this is where I saw the smoke from the third shot. It's, it's so so much of a simpler shot. This is only a tripod. Warren Commission published just a very small portion of your testimony and used your testimony as proof that no shots could have come from behind the fence. Did they accurately and fairly use your testimony? They are wrong because my testimony, and I made it very clear, that there was a fourth shot fired and one of those shots came from behind that picket fence. I just saw smoke coming out, then a uh, motorcycle stolen uh, leap off his machine uh, and go up towards that smoke that come out from under the trees on the right-hand side of the motorcade. It looked like a little haze, like somebody had uh, shot firecrackers or something like that. Uh, Could you tell me how many shots you heard? More than three. Three, three shots came from? Yeah, they come from a tree to the left. Was there anything that actually led you to believe that the shots came from there? Yeah, smoke. You saw smoke? Sure did. Uh, could you tell me exactly where you saw the smoke? Yeah, in that tree. Remember all these tree accounts. We're going to talk about it here in a second. 
exhale, little puffs of smoke. Is this where you were sitting on November 22nd, Mr. Price? Yes, sir. Right here? Right here on this spot. And where did you think you heard the shots come from? From behind the overpass over there. Uh, triple overpass. That's where I thought the shots were coming from. And where did you see the man run? Over behind that wooden fence, past the cars, and over behind the Texas Depository building. Did you give that information to the Dallas Sheriff's Department on the very day of the assassination? Yes, I did. I'd say in about 30 minutes after the assassination. Were you ever called as a witness by the Warren Commission? No, sir. No, sir. So, in my opinion, there were definitely two shooters. Now, when the eyewitness said that they saw a puff of smoke underneath the trees lingering, I mean, that is, I mean, how does that happen? How does it just linger there unless the puff of smoke is coming from the drain and just lingering there behind the trees? I mean, it makes more sense for the, for the smoke to be seen, the smoke that was seen to be drifting back. I mean, what are your thoughts about some of those eyewitness testimonies, Jake? Yeah, it really makes it seem like there was some kind of gunfire over in that area. And uh, and I think it's just so cool that you stuck uh, Skiba News Nation stickers in those locations. I wonder oh, how many people have, have gone to it? check it out and uh, turned on to the YouTube channel because the sticker. <laughs> That'd be cool. I mean, if, if you go to Dallas and you go to Dealey Plaza, take a photo with the sticker and we'll post it on our social media how about that i did those because i was like we've been here we've been here just to mark That'd the territory cool. of jfk so okay now i want to show you guys some scientific evidence that that shows that the fatal shot i believe came from the storm drain so check out this clip right here Tom Wilson spent 30 years with U.S. Steel, developing his image processing techniques for revealing imperfections in product surfaces. His expert evidence in murder cases involving gunshot wounds has been accepted in federal court. In 1988, he began to apply that expertise to images from the Kennedy assassination. I don't think anyone has ever utilized the equipment to look at the Kennedy images, because if they have, with the expertise that I know our government has had over the past many years, then I know they will come to the same absolute conclusion that I have. I know, I know that President Kennedy was assassinated by somebody from the front and that there was a conspiracy. The problem has been that in my efforts to bring hard scientific technical information to the public has been thwarted by everywhere I have turned. I've tried the media. I've tried the government. I've tried everything I know. And no one wants to look at the evidence. Using image processing techniques undreamt of when Sapruda filmed the assassination, Tom has uncovered dramatic information hidden within this horrific footage. As we go further into the brain, we are able to observe all of the damage that has occurred in this rear exit wound from the very top of the skull down into where the missile exited through the head. As you can see, this is the scalp area. 
the damage to the skull, the area of the skull that's been blown away by the incoming frontal missile. And now we can actually go down and see the brain. And the exiting bullet has gone through the brain. And you can see the path of the bullet here. Lee Harvey Oswald did not and could not have fired the fatal shot that killed our president. Tom Wilson's ability to extract hidden information from the assassination pictures is based on established scientific principles. What is in these photographs and what is measured by the computer and backed up by hard scientific mathematical data, all of my findings can be reproduced. The Zapruder film allowed me to be able to uh, go in and look at the head wound initially. The autopsy photographs allowed me to verify that there were inconsistencies within, and the pristine Mary Mormon photograph allowed me to go in and actually measure the wound optically without image processing. The case is as it goes darker under this situation because the entrance wound that supported this exit wound was fired from the right frontal area of President Kennedy and it exited through the rear. Instead of trying to find shooters or gunmen in the photographs, I decided to concentrate on President Kennedy's massive rear-end head wound. This is a mold that was reproduced from the data points obtained from the pristine Mary Mormon photograph. As you can see, this allowed me to be able to show the massive amount of material that was blown from the head into the air. As the bullet entered the right temporal area, it came within his head and fragmented into two directions. The right fragment is here, the left fragment is here. And this allowed me to determine, as you can see with all the flow of forces here, that all of the material was blown up and the entrance of the fragments came from below. So I had to go back to Dallas and I had to run more tests. And what I found out was something that I had overlooked all this time in looking at the photograph. President Kennedy's wound in his right temporal area is at an angle like this. It's coming out of the ground. And I said to myself, Tom, if the bullet was coming out of the ground, how is this possible? Because I never tried to determine where the bullet came from. I only know what it did to President Kennedy's head. President Kennedy was assassinated by a man firing a missile from inside the manhole cover at the bottom of the steps in Dealing Plaza. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that that is exactly where that headshot came from. Right here, the X is right behind me. So this is what the shooter would have seen from his angle. Jack Brazil, a seasoned researcher of the assassination. So now this man is about to go down firing at Kennedy from the storm, storm drain is no wild theory. In 1992, he put his ideas to the test with a trained military team. They explored the subterranean world beneath Dealey Plaza. After carefully analyzing and researching Dealey Plaza through the years, the only two spots that an assassin could actually hide and squeeze off around at the presidential limousine would be the storm sewer that I'm standing in now and the storm drain, which is located directly behind the wooden picket fence that uh, joins the uh, triple underpass. 
that's the only two spots that uh, an assassin could uh, could hide in and actually squeeze off around and uh, uh, fire at the presidential limousine and and then in lieu of that been able to escape it took us approximately 53 to 54 minutes our very our very first trip and that was stopping and uh, uh, investigating and talking on the walkie-talkies two coffee breaks and then the second time it took 42 minutes and the third trip it took 32 minutes and the fourth trip it took 23 minutes so we can rest assured that it would take an assassin approximately 20 to 30 minutes to actually escape Dealey Plaza underground. This uh, ties in to the storm sewer in the center of Main Street and it's easily accessible for a would-be assassin and he could very easily have shot the president and used this route for escape which leads directly to the Trinity River. So is that not crazy interesting? Yes. Well, I'm about to show I mean, you. It's it's almost. No, no. You go. It's almost what? Oh yeah, just it's so shocking that there's such a conspiracy over the years, um, and it makes me really wonder, uh, what what with all these documents, how has the perspective even changed? Yep. Yep. Well, when you come back to Dallas, we're definitely going to go to Daily Plaza. For sure, maybe go back up Sweet. to the sixth floor museum. Okay, so now I wanna I wanna play a clip of my favorite forensic pathologist, world famous, and he's also my friend. His name is Dr. Cyril Wecht, and he's known for having exclusive access to JFK's autopsy and his, and Robert F. Kennedy's autopsy, Elvis Presley. We talked he was one of the videos about Kurt Cobain. He was a person that worked on that case and so many more so uh let's hear him talk about it back when when it first aired the Zapruder film first aired on the Geraldo Rivera show we've been joined by Dr. Cyril Wecht who's a certified forensic pathologist he's the coroner of the city of Pittsburgh and Allegheny County in addition to that he's also a professor of law and pathology He's formerly the president of the American College of Legal Medicine, and he's now the director of the Institute of Forensic Scientists. He's one of a handful of physicists, or physicians, I should say, who've seen, actually seen the autopsy photographs and x-rays of uh, the late president. Uh, welcome, Dr. Weck. Now, Thank you. Before I get into the questioning, I want to make one thing clear before we go on. Uh, it's, the, it's the question of the single bullet theory. Uh, briefly, to summarize, if the president and Governor Conley were wounded by two separate bullets. That leads uh, uh, to the conclusion that there were two assassins because of the difficulty in operating that rifle. If in fact they were hit by the same by the same bullet, by a single bullet, that leads great weight to the Warren Commission's finding that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I'm not going to ask you about that yet, but we'll get to that. First of all, to establish your credentials, if any establishment is necessary, other than reading your resume, how many autopsies have you performed? I have performed around 7,500 autopsies and have directed, supervised, or reviewed perhaps another uh, 10,000 over the past 18 years or so. How would you characterize the autopsy performed on President Kennedy? As one of the most incomplete, superficial, incompetent medical legal autopsies that I have ever seen. Let me say, without any reference at this point, to what one believes about the conclusions of the Warren Commission, there is no question at all 
among forensic pathologists and other forensic scientists that this autopsy is absolutely unbelievable, that this should have been done in the United States of America on the most important medical legal autopsy in the history of our country and possibly in the world in this fashion still staggers the imagination and after all these years I find it hard to believe that it did happen. The pictures of that autopsy. Of course, if the autopsy had been scientifically uh, adequate, this obscene speculation that's been going on about the president's body would uh, have been silenced. We can't redo the autopsy, uh, but there were photographs taken and x-rays, and you're one of the few people who are given access to those documents. The documents show many things, many things which are set forth in the autopsy report. I do find many things with which I agree. There are a lot of things that are not in controversy. The more important things, perhaps, Mr. Rivera, are the items that are missing from the National Archives. And this is something that, unfortunately, too many Americans don't know. They have no way of knowing. The president's brain was not buried with the body. It was quite properly saved, placed in formalin to be fixed so that it could be examined two weeks later. You see, in a fresh, traumatized state, it would literally fall apart in your hands, and you could not trace the tracks of the bullets or bullet fragments. You fix it in formalin, and then you go back two weeks later, and you serially section it, and then you get a classic demonstration of the pathways of a bullet or bullet fragments. On December 7th, 1963, the pathologist did go back to the brain, and it is so listed in a supplemental report in the 26-volume set. And the final sentence regarding the brain says, coronal sections, that's side to side, coronal sections of the brain are not made in order to preserve the specimen. Okay? They don't say for whom, but it wasn't for me, because the brain is no longer there at the National Archives. The microscopic tissue slides, which were made of the so-called wounds of entrance and the so-called wounds of exit, which may or may not be exit and entrance as they believe. Those slides, which they do refer to in their supplemental autopsy report, are no longer at the National Archives. Special sections made of the brain are no longer at the National Archives, and codochromes of the interior chest of the president so that we could learn more about the wounds, the wounds of the neck, the wounds of the back, the trajectory of the bullet, etc., what structures might have been damaged, those codochromes are missing. So probably the four most important items of hard physical forensic pathology evidence regarding the autopsy on the president of the United States are missing. Where'd they go? Oh, they're very, they're very, very clever, you see. They don't get themselves into a Watergate bind. They don't say that they have been lost. They don't say that they are destroyed. And they don't say that you can't see them. They simply say, we do not know where they are. We've been talking about the single bullet theory, the bullet going through the president to the governor. What about that headshot? I want to show the film again from Zapruder's frame, approximately 312 onward. We've talked about the first two shots. Let's talk about that last shot, because I think in the last program, we put undue emphasis on the fact that the president's head was whipped back. So at the risk of, uh, of horrifying you again, I want to show that, that film. So the president, there's the head shot. The head blows off, and the, hesitant, the president's head goes violently backward. Uh, there's the backward motion. Now, in the last program, Everyone who saw it and everyone who saw it at home all said that the bullet appeared to come from the front, and that's why the head was whipped back that way. The only thing I can say to that from a forensic pathology standpoint is that the movement of the body is much more consistent with a shot coming in much further down on the side than the alleged sight of Lee Harvey Oswald or anybody else 
from the southeast corner of the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. I think that opponents of the Warren Commission really do have to rest their case on the single bullet theory. Well, there are some other things. May I point these out? They're very important. We, we don't have a lot more time. What could be better? for the government. What could be better for Mr. David Bellin and Mr. Arlen Specter and Mr. Kilduff and Mr. Bishop than to get these pieces of scientific evidence released? Let's get in top flight forensic scientists, men of the finest reputation. Get them to review and analyze these things. Get the brain, get the slides privately, not for the front cover of Time magazine or to show on a television program, but done in a very precise scientific fashion. Let's see what the hard physical evidence points out. Mr. Kilduff said before that 11 years have gone by and it's too late to do anything. No, you see, Mr. Kilduff means well, but he doesn't have the training in forensic sciences. The evidence of neutron activation analysis, spectrographic analysis, looking at microscopic size under the microscope, it could be 110 years old and we can still learn things from it. Let's all of us join together, get this physical evidence, and then we'll see where we are. I know today two people shot the president and Governor Connolly on November 22, 1963, because under the single bullet theory alone, having destroyed it, we arrive inevitably, inexorably, and irrefutably to the conclusion that two human beings did the shooting on that okay, day. Okay, thank you. Thank you. President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in November of 1963, a long time ago. But Pittsburgh's Cyril Wecht says the investigation into the assassination is far from over. Wecht has been outspoken with his opinions for quite some time, and he tells our legal editor, Julie Grant, that more information will be coming out soon. On November 22, 1963, in Dallas, Texas, President John F. Kennedy was murdered in broad daylight. The Warren Commission concluded Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone when he shot the president from the sixth floor of the Texas Book Depository. For years, many have doubted those conclusions and believed it was a greater conspiracy. The Warren Commission report is sheer nonsense. One of the most outspoken critics of the Warren Report is nationally acclaimed forensic pathologist Dr. Cyril Wecht. There's no way in the world that uh, what they depict uh, happened. Wecht has been consulted on numerous high-profile cases, but the one he's most proud of is the JFK case. I'm proud of it because I've had the courage from my eyes, I don't say this egotistically, uh, to withstand the pressures from uh, federal government and many other groups. According to Wecht, this case is far from over and the month of October could be a new beginning and all the withheld documents are to be released. The 1992 JFK Records Release Act calls for documents that have been hidden from the public to be released after 25 years. This year is when that will happen. This was a conspiracy involving then the overthrow of the government, uh, the killing of the president, anywhere else in the world, it's called coup d'etat. Wecht can't wait for the new evidence to be released. He says it hasn't been easy, voicing his opinion that opposes the government findings. Sometimes you can't help but wonder about certain things that happen or some things that don't happen in terms of uh, disappointment, that recognition, but that's okay. Wecht says it's a price he's delighted to pay. He'll speak at events in Dallas and D.C. when the new information comes out. Now, Jake, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I, I, yesterday I invited him to come on the show. Like I said, I've been in contact with him before and, you know, he was looking forward to those documents back then. And then he was 
let go from his job three weeks ago, which is about the time where they were supposed to release all those, the rest of the JFK files. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Wow, man. I mean, it, are people so surprised that if the past proves that conspiracies happen in our government, in our world today, Daily. why are you so surprised that there's other conspiracies happening in front of our face right now? And people are like, no, no, put the blinders on. I want to hold on to my, you know, undisturbed matrix world. You yeah. Know? Man, it's so crazy. It, it's just... Like, this is only coming to light, you know, after decades and decades of people asking for the truth. Imagine the truth of today's world, how long it will be until the powers that be release information regarding what other other, whatever other topic you want to, you know, bring up. But, man, it's, uh, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Well, well that Geraldo Rivera clip was, you know, in 1975. And that was the first time any human being had ever seen the Zapruder film. And so it was a big deal when it, when it happened because that's when everybody was like, whoa, like there's something wrong. And, and Dr. Cyril Wecht was very outspoken about this is not right. Like he, he's, he's, I mean, he has so many credentials. And, and for people to, to blow him off, is insanity to me. I mean, have you ever watched Forensic Files? I, I've seen him before, yeah. He's on, he's been on a lot of Forensic Files. He's, I mean, he, like I said, when we did Kurt Cobain, he did the Kurt Cobain case and broke it down. And he just takes the cases that nobody wants to touch, that people are trying to hide something. I mean, he actually saw JFK's brain and he said he wasn't buried with it. That is crazy to me that the American wow. people do not know some of the facts that he was saying back then that turned out to be true today. So, so I got one more clip. And uh, like I said, when you come to Dallas, we're going to go to the sixth floor museum. I'm going to dedicate this last video to my dad. Uh, some never, never before seen videos of him and L.A. Marzulli. So... It's, it's us up there when we went to Daily Plaza showing like some of the crazy stuff that I thought was interesting and then the clips of my dad. So let's play that clip. The elevator shaft. And that's the gun. See, there's no way. Look at that. There's no way. Jack Ruby's hat. It's a Bruder's camera right there. This is the JFK monument that was built in Dallas. And there are lots of weird like numbers that have to do with how many pillars there are and stuff. 
my dad broke it down in one of his videos but I wanted to show you guys don't know if I'm supposed to do what I'm about to do but I'm John opportunity And then there's me in their gift shop, their NASA propaganda. And then here's the Never Before Seen. There were a bunch of photos of this on that camera, thinking he thought what I thought. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. I mean, he's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm just continuing or trying my best to continue the legacy that he left. And uh, I hope you guys approve. That's all I got to say. So what do you think about that, Jake? I love that footage, man. It just shows how both of you are so passionate about unveiling the truth of the JFK conspiracy. That well, That's sweet. Well, that's the first topic that we ever bonded on as father and son was the JFK assassination because I did a school project on it and we were all in. Like, we were zoned in. And this was before he was Rob Skiba. You know what I mean? This was like the one of the first big bonding moments that I had and that's why I love this case so much and we have so much more footage and I think we're going to start playing more of it just for you guys here on Skiba News Nation and uh, many more clips to enjoy so that's all I got for history and uh, I hope you enjoyed it so uh, it's time for some memes meet me up All right, guys, here's a quick reading list in case uh, the propaganda in the JFK gift shop got to you. <laughs> uh, just wanted to let you guys know, uh, I saw this uh, picture posted on a blog, and it shares uh, some great resources for kids and young adults, uh, but also, you know, just, you know, anybody who might have an interest in testing the globe you can see your your dad's book. I was going to say, here. is that my dad's book but, uh, right there? Yeah, yeah, testing the globe, awesome. uh, a, zetetic, a zetetic investigation. But these are all great uh, kind of beginner textbooks to help introduce alternative cosmology. So I wanted to let you guys check that out. Um, <laughs> here's a here's a picture. When I haven't eaten in a few hours. I will argue with anyone about anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I know this is true for Sierra, my wife. She's, you know, I got to keep her happy with food. I mean, it's the same with me and even my cats. 
<laughs> they will they will talk back to me. They'll bite my fingers off. <laughs> yeah. No, here's a. You know, we got to learn God. to laugh at our own jokes sometimes. <laughs> here's me after laughing at my own joke. <laughs> Conked uh, out. <laughs> hey, the, he also sounds like Jordan Peterson. Kermit the Frog. Kermit? And my Ger Jordan Peterson impression. Kind of similar. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's he a does kind Canadian of have a Kermit. Frog sound. It's, yeah, it's Canadian Kermit. Eh? You know, like <laughs> with, <laughs> with some Canadian uh, sayings in there. Anyways. That's awesome. Hey. Hey. Uh, here's a, a little known fact. Before the crowbar was invented, crows simply drank at home. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and here's a, a last little picture here. Uh, remember concerts? Okay, great. B but this was a rug under a coffee table. Oh, man. I love little oh my gosh. zoomed in pictures like this. That's where crazy. It really does look like a concert. I thought it was a concert. I remember shag carpet too. Hope I had shag carpet, and uh, when I was a little kid, and it was like grass. Now that I think about it, it's probably kind of uh, health hazard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those long shag carpets. Uh, who knew what could grow on those things? You know, you had like a petri dish. Everywhere you live, you could plant a seed and just let let it grow a tree in the living room if you wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for today, Jeremiah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for your your current news, and I I greatly appreciate it. I can't thirty shows. I can't believe it's been thirty shows, and I couldn't do it without you and Opa, and uh, you guys watching. Thank you so much for watching our show and for everything you do for this show and i just want to say thank you and i hope you enjoyed this episode of skiba news nation we'll see you in episode 31. if you would like to submit a story topic or have any other inquiries please email submit at skibanewsnation.com also you can email jeremiah skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com also email jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com if you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. We are also proud to announce that Skiba News Nation podcast is now available on podcast platforms. 